Leadership has never been more important than it is today. And a vital component to your growth as a leader is learning to recognize and cultivate the leadership qualities in others. Becoming the leader your team needs. That's the topic for this edition of the 2120 Podcast. This is the 2120 Podcast. Each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Well, welcome to the 2120 Podcast, and I have a question for you, Matt. All right. Uh, Has anybody ever asked you, uh, do you want to lead? You want to take the lead on this? Um, in my, in my current role. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, that's comes from usually the, the top guy yeah. that, that sees something in me that says, you know, is if he's the right leader, he's going to put me in a spot to be successful. So take this on and yeah. run with it kind of thing. Um, do, do people naturally just want to lead? Um, I think there's some that will yeah. just will take the reins and run with it. I think yeah. there's some that will kind of just, you know, raise the hands. Who wants this? And like, like you look around, nobody raises their hand. And finally, some some guy goes or gal goes, "Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll do it, I guess." Right. You know. So I, I think to answer your question, yes, I've been asked to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that's truly up to the the boss. You know, like yeah, he's going to ask you that question. You know. Yeah. Well. Uh, the reason I asked you the question, it was kind of stemming from our conversation earlier, which was um, I entered into the the business world after being self-employed for a while and sat down across from a a boss. And he asked me, uh, did I have intentions? Would would I like to be a leader in the company? And I didn't know really how to respond to that. That was, I had always either worked for mom and pops or had been self-employed. And my response was, kind of an aw shucks response which I don't like at all like the whole concept of, of just blowing stuff off in an aw shucks kind of matter oh hey thanks for, for recognizing me but I'm just really comfy where I'm at and that's kind of what my response was yeah. and I look back at that now and I go what a softy like what a wussy kind of way to, to like respond to it because the truth was if I'm being totally honest yeah I wanted it I didn't I was afraid of it though because that was a place that uh, was growing very quickly. I didn't understand what some of the expectations were. I hadn't seen it modeled well. So I was like, I don't know. And so I, I kind of balked on it. I don't feel good about that. Sure. But it was also a great learning opportunity. You know what I mean? Is, is if somebody presents something like that to you, uh, kind of coming back to what you said is, is some people want to do it. Some people are gifted at being able to do it. But then there, there can be barriers. Yeah. My, my brain kind of went two different directions. And, you know, I will t- talk about what you just said. Like that boss saw something in you that asked you the question, do you want to lead? Right. Because he or she saw leadership ability in you where not everybody sees that in themselves. So when that when the question gets asked, Good they point. go, well, like I don't even, I don't, never thought of myself as a, as a leader. I don't know if I can, can do this. Mm-hmm. And then once you start the, the boss or the leader starts painting the picture of what that looks like, you, that person then goes, Oh yeah, I think I could probably, yeah, I could do this. Yeah. And they get them to buy into it. The other brain was, you know, my direction was going that 
natural born leaders. You know, you hear the, oh, he's just a natural born leader. You know, he can just do it. I don't think anybody's naturally born as a leader. I think they're surrounded by people that have strong leadership ability and they see it done and then they, they learn from that. But I would argue, and, and I, I don't disagree with you actually on that, but, but you could argue the point that some people are born with natural uh, talents or gifts that would preclude them to being good leaders. Sure. Whether it's the ability to communicate, because that's fundamental. Like you, you can't be a great leader if you can't be a great communicator. Um, or I, again, I'll come back to it from a strengths finder perspective. There is a talent theme called command, which means that you have a natural gifting to be able to step up and take charge of a group and say, Hey, this is the best idea. It's, it's under the influencing domain. So it would be where somebody could step up and say, listen, I have a plan for this. Here's what we should do. Let's rally together and get it done. So there, there are some things that might be innate. However, that also doesn't mean that if I'm gifted that way, that I have the confidence because those are, those are two different things. I could have been beat down as a as a young person and said, you know, you, you don't have the ability to do this. You're not a good communicator or you shouldn't step up and do it. Like you could have all these influences around you that would maybe stop that. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I don't spend a ton of time thinking about it, but I think it was an, an interesting way to look at it because there's a lot of times you lead a lot of people at your store. I'm wondering if you've run into it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to process like what you just said there and I'm, I'm, I wasn't like I'm thinking back to like when I was in junior high and high school, I wouldn't think of myself as a leader back then college. I don't know if I was a leader back then. Um, I think it didn't start to happen until I found this career and I was surrounded by some amazing leaders. And then I started to to learn things and see things and um, wanted some of those things. But I'm telling you right now, I wasn't a leader back in the day. I was, I physically was surrounded by amazing people that were leaders and I saw the things that they did. And, you know, I I get asked the question, you know, like you're a great speaker. Like how'd you, how'd you learn how to do that? And I don't have an answer for them. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I never went to like teaching classes that taught me how to speak in front of people. I just saw how people do things and not that I copied that, but I just stuck in my brain. Um, so I don't know, like I, it's, I, I think leaders can be like taught to do things. Absolutely. But going back to that, where we started from was, you know, getting asked to be a leader. Not everybody's going to get asked. Yeah. You know, not everybody has that ability that's inside them that people see that, um, that boss or that, you know, whoever it may be wants to pull that out of them and, you know, it might be that look of terror in their eyes when you say, Hey, I, I think you could do this and they're scared to do it, yeah. you know? Um, but you know, it's also part of that. You're challenging them to see if, if they have it, you know, we, we always talk about how, how tall their ceiling is, you know, and I see tons of opportunity for you and mm-hmm. you're like, you have so much potential. Um, but until you give them a shot and push them a little bit, you just, you, you never know, you know, you know, and that's, that's true. I think some people, um, need, a push. They need a nudge. They need some encouragement. Other people need, um, a plan or a structure. Other people probably need a harder kick in the rear. Like that, that what, what I would consider more of that. Um, I'm challenging you to do this. And here's the thing. If you are a smart leader, a savvy leader an experienced leader, um, you know, I'm thinking about you right now or, or anybody who's listening to this, 
if, if you have reached a certain level in your leadership maturity, you spot stuff in people before they spot it in themselves for sure. sure right? And you, you touched on that a couple minutes ago. And so I think back to what you said is you didn't think about yourself as being a leader when you were young as a teenager, but this guy that, uh, again, David, right, Dave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he saw something in you and he, he really worked to extract it. And I'm pretty sure you're doing that day in, day out. Sure. So again, that's that level of experience that you get as a leader that you start to have this, um, this, this awareness for what it looks like. And you, you, you get to know people at a certain level and you go, man, they've got some. And, and so I think almost innately at times you're asking those questions to find it. So maybe it was David then. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm just, my brain's processing that conversation and I just saw him yesterday and we instantly just caught up like we yeah. haven't seen each other forever, but he saw, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. He saw something in me and then he put me in a position to be challenged and right. get better and, um, he threw opportunities at me that I just wanted to be great at him because David gave them to me, you know, cause I wanted to make him like look good and feel good about what he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. so him putting me in the right seat on the bus, you know, I naturally committed to those challenges and that's where the, maybe that's where the process started. So yeah. So I to back to my previous statement. I wasn't a leader in high school, junior high college. I wasn't a, I didn't start to become a leader until I met David and he, poured into me. Okay. So if, if maybe we should just pause. And so you and I get on the same page, what, when you think about being a leader, what does it mean to you? I think it's a, that's a tough question. I mean, there's, there's different levels of leaders. Sure. You know, I mean, you have the boss who is at the end of the day, his responsibility is to run the business and make sure that everybody that's below him is, is on the same page. Um, you know, I, I think the, just the word lead in general, you're, you're leading people in the right direction. Yeah. You know, whatever that may be, either it's in the crapper <laughs> or, you know, you're to success, but either way you're leading somebody, somebody somewhere. Uh, you know, we never use the word manage, you know, we've kind of thrown out manages yeah. in our vocabulary because no one wants to be managed. People want to be led somewhere. Yeah. And on, you know, the, you know, the, the two sides, like I said earlier, is either the good side where people are, you're being led to success or you're being led to failure. Hmm. Um, either way, somebody's, somebody's helping you through that process, taking you somewhere. Uh, I think you have different levels of leader ability on teams. You know, you can't have, um, you need different levels of, of leader ability and people that want to um, jump in and take on projects and do things. And, you know, if you have six chiefs, that are all strong leaders and one isn't that clearly defined leader that those six could go in different directions. Sure. You know, so you need to have someone that orchestrates where, where we go and and do that. But, you know, I think a leader's job is to have that vision, to have, you know, the understanding of what their culture is and take people to that, that next level. Um, You know, and a leader's job is to, you know, find talent, recruit talent and make their company, their business better because of it, you know? Well, Okay, so I'm, I'm going to peel it back or, or pull it back just a little bit here. And, and I think about it this way. Um, so when thoughts were going ahead, going through my head as we were talking, is that I believe that leadership is about influence, right? We all have influence. Sure. And I was thinking back to, <laughs> I'm just going to say his first name, Brian. Okay. Brian was a kid in middle school. This is when I first got to know him. He was our class clown. 
Brian was the kid that always disrupted class. The funny thing was, is I had a really cool art teacher in seventh grade named Dan Isbell. And Dan, uh, so people that are listening may know that name, but he was uh, a pretty cool teacher. And he said something that struck me that day. He's like, you know, the teachers always learn the naughty kids' names first. You know, sure. this was early in the first day, you know, first yep. couple of days of school. And, and Brian wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, he, he wasn't terribly disruptive, but he was one of those kids that, that, uh, he walked funny. He wore funny clothes. His hair was always a little messy. He was a little off, you know, sure. and loud and uh, would on occasion instigate stuff. And here I am thinking about that from a leadership perspective. What he was trying to do was rally people around him. He was trying to exert some influence, right? And uh, Brian didn't go on to become some sort of corporate leader. I don't have a happy ending to this, but it, but it was to illustrate the point where leadership can, like, can be fundamentally messy. Sure. Like it can be like you can lead poorly, obviously. Oh, for sure. um, so the other thing that I think about, too, from a leadership, if you bring it back into the business area here is uh, uh, people will recognize somebody who has leadership capacity before maybe they recognize it because they observe them helping others. They observe them taking ownership on projects. They observe like this heightened um, sense of, of responsibility or whatever it happens to be. And, um, you know, maybe they don't seek to be in the, the lead chair or at the front of the, the, you know, the, the boardroom or whatever it is. But when they're called on, they do. And that to me is probably things that, that, um, others have seen in you and I, or others have seen in other people in those kind of situations that this, this person, this, this gal, this guy has got some real cool leadership potential in them. And I love, like, I know this lights your fire too, but I love finding that in people yeah. and uncorking it. Yeah. I, 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 guy's name just pops into my head and it's Josh, you know, you and I both know Josh pretty yeah. well. And you know, when, before I met Josh, he would never talk in front of a group. He would never, oh, right. he would never lead anything, yeah. you know, now you fast forward to where he's at today and him and I hanging out and you hanging out. Like I forced him to to be uncomfortable yeah. and to do this. And, you know, I just didn't throw him into the fire. Like we talked through things and, you know, he was around it and he saw it, but now like I just, I just, you know, I just hand it off to him and I know he's going to just, because he's my one of my best friends, he's going to just do it for me, right? But I'm never going to put him in a bad spot where he's going to fail, right? But he is, you know, and his, his wife even makes comments from time to time about some of the things that he says and does. And, you know, it's all because he's been, he was surrounded by it. He was challenged. And now he's just, you know, kind of baptism by fire. Like he's now doing it, you know, on a regular basis. And like, I'm so proud to see like where he has, you know, since we met and where he's started from and where he's at today, all because of just, you know, just, and it, I wasn't trying to fix him. You know, he was just around us, you know, and he was, it's so fun to see him do things now. And when he's in front of a group doing things or, you know, leading a bike rodeo and like all, everybody, everybody's following yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's being followed now by things. And Here, uh, here's the thing with Josh is, you know, a number of those things that I just mentioned, like taking ownership, taking responsibility, never seeking to be the lead person, you know, uh, but being able to step up when pressed on or called sure. upon to do it. He, ha he does all those things, yeah. you know? And so then you, you begin to see it. And it's like, okay, we had some type of event 
and uh, asked him to talk in front of people. And it's like, listen, we're not going to let you hang out to dry. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what you, here's where it is. Just stay right here. And um, yeah, he did it. He just, he's an awesome guy. He's one of my favorite people because he will like you cannot outwork him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I've tried it. It's like I blow Kill up trying to, working, yeah, trying to work. But it's it, yeah, no, it's it's great. But you know, that's Josh is that guy that we talk, you know started with that maybe didn't see this that he has that leadership ability inside him, and you pulled it out of him and said, "Man, you do have this. Let's 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 use it now." And you know, once you activate it, for the most part, like it's not going to go away. You're going to constantly going to use it. I think that's you know to re- rewind to David. David. I had it in me. It yeah. was there. David just activated it, and now I'm I'm using it. Well, you know the line that I like to say is the best leaders are great activators of talent, passion, and skill. Sure. And in order to do that, the best leaders have the the first thing you have to be able to do is you have to recognize it. You got to see it first, and and then the next thing is is part of that activation is is helping them see it. Yeah, I think that's. That's hard, you know. I mean, not everybody, oh, yeah. not everybody sees that. Not everybody's a good judge of talent and right. sees those things. And um, it's your responsibility as a leader. If you're in that leadership role, that is your one of your highest priorities. Absolutely, you know, making your team better that's underneath you or working around you. Um, because you know, when you build a team, you can't have the you can't have every person be a gym. Or every person be a mat. You have to have the mats in the gym. Nobody wants that. No, like you have to have a good diversity that (laughs) um, is a good blend that is all working in the same direction. If you have all super strong, like the leads on there, it's they all want they all want that position. They all want to be in the group talking. And you know, it's funny when you know we we present as groups, and you know we're we're around the same people that do the same thing in each store. You know. And it pains me to sit in the audience and see a, a Ryan or a Glenn or some of these people I'm really close to talking in the front. Like, I want to be the guy up there talking. Yeah. And I just have to take a back seat to it, yeah. you know, because the content that's coming out of his or her mouth is the same content that would come out of my mouth. But I look at it from, I'm, I'm better at this. I should be the one up there talking right now. And the other people need to hear it from Absolutely. others at times because they may just say it in a way that resonates different or because it's a different person, they tune in better, whatever it is. Like sure. There's great diversity there. Yeah. So you can't have, you know, I've always, I've always said, you know, you want to open up the best shield store. You, f- you fill it full of sales leaders mm-hmm. and we just won't make, well, it'll be, it'll be the best. And I'm, I'm confident that's, that's the case and it would be, but, but then you have a, all the same people doing the same things yeah. and you're going to, you're going to miss things, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, you got you got to build that team that has strong leadership on it, but in different levels of, of leadership. Yeah, you got to you got to continue to to bring people in and um, you know cultivate that in them. I th- again, that's what I just think about with the best leaders. Look at people and they they see where they're strong at. The best leaders have awareness around where they're weak at personally, and they surround them with uh, y- themselves with others then that complement their weak areas. So. Like I have giftings and I'm strong in certain areas, but I know that I'm weak in other areas. So I better find people that can help me do that uh, really well because that's going to make the team better. Yeah. And that's the, your team also has to understand that each person plays a role. So when Jim sucks at something and I'm pretty good at it, there's a reason that Jim sucks at it. And I'm really, really good at it. Yeah. And we can't hold that 
towards Jim and say, well, Jim sucks at this, so he just sucks in general. No, like we, we knew this. This yeah. is one of his weaknesses. This is something that I'm good at. So let's try to help him Absolutely. get better at it. And he, he you, you may never get better at it. And then the team goes, okay, we're okay with that. We know that if we need something, we're going to go to Jim for this. If we need something else, we're going to go to Matt for that. And at the end of the day, it's clearly defined roles. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, I think at the, the end of the day, to, to close on our topic today, in a leadership role, you have to be the one that activates those people that are below you, and you have to be the one that shows them the things that they have potential with because not everybody sees that. But once you call it to light and you activate it, it only makes the world a better place because of it. So I'm Matt. I'm Jim. Jim. See you next week.